Okay, praise God. Sister Anne, uh, we're going to miss you, and um, I'm pretty sure your parents are too, So, but our prayers will be with you, okay? All right, so hopefully everybody here will be reminded to pray, because it's greatly needed. Um, okay, I entitled our message tonight, The Truth About Being Right. This is the... Um, as we continue in the series of the full armor of God within the series of the book of Ephesians. And um, if you have your Bibles or your Bible apps, please turn them to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 to 14. Um, but before I read that, I want, to, uh, I want to read what I put here. How many of you have someone, how many of you have someone in your life you would consider a thorn? Don't look at the person right next to you. <laughs> but, you know, if we're all going to be honest, right, most of us, is, if not all of us, have someone we could identify as a person who seems to be sent into our life to give us chaos <laughs> and pain, right, and suffering, who seems to surface when we're, we are going through the still water of life, and then they stir up the water to give us waves of frustration and opposition, right? And then you ask yourself, why? Why? Why are you here again? You know, the Bible talks about people like this. People who, <coughs> excuse me, people who are influenced as we hear of the recent in the past, mass shootings, right? There's just plain evil. When these events happen, do we, can you really wrap your mind about, around it and you say, oh, I completely understand what he was going through. So that he, that he would go in that school and shoot innocent lives. No, right? You say, why? What made him do that? What made her do that? When you hear of, of, a, of a mom who decides to kill her baby or a mom that would kill her children because her ex-boyfriend is coming back and she didn't want them to be a burden. These are all true stories, right? But it's all plain evil. And it, the Bible gives us and tells us that these, are, these events are by the principalities and powers by the force of darkness. Now, the Apostle Paul understood this. He himself, once used by those same principalities and powers to bring havoc on Christians in his day, before he was a Christian, he was the one that was bringing the pain and the torture and the persecution to the church. Remember, he was part of, uh, he was that one person that gave the thumbs up to stone Stephen, the first Christian martyr. He was then called Saul. Now, having been transformed by Christ, Saul, the persecutor, became Paul, the protector of our faith, instructing the early church how they should live out their faith, warning them of the dangers of standing for righteousness. 
Did you guys hear that? Standing for righteousness. Showing how believers can be protected through the armor of God. Now, we have been discussing the armor of God for the past few weeks, and um, we're trying to go really in-depth to it, in it. And, and, and tonight, we're going to be speaking about two pieces of the armor. Okay, uh, again, you're in, in Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to begin reading. Use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy in the time of evil, so that after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Standing, stand your ground, putting on the sturdy belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the songs that you've given to us tonight. And we thank you for our sister, Lord God, that you have called. And we are here, Lord God, taking part of that calling. Father, we thank you for this study that you're about to give us tonight. We pray for your Holy Spirit to be the one to teach us, to reveal to us whatever it is, the truth, every truth that you want us to understand and accept, Father God. I pray for humility, that our hearts and our minds will be open to your voice and to your truth. Forgive us, Lord, for all of our sins. Let nothing, Lord God, about us, our failures, our sins, hinder you from speaking to us tonight. Guide us, bless us, and protect us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 <clears throat> Sorry. Um, not feeling well. I don't know why. Um, so the truth about being right. And uh, this is the belt of truth of, in Christ. Uh, belt of truth and the Christ's righteousness. This is the full armor of God series. Uh, first point tonight is the days are evil. Do you agree? Are the days evil or are the days fine? Maybe in your own suburb, right? It's just fine. What are you talking about? Grass is green. Water's running, hot water's still there. No, life is good. Life's world is not evil. No? We know that it is, right? We, I just talked about the mass shootings and the other things that has been just flooding us. And the world, the days are so evil that the fact, the, to the point that we don't know what we're arguing, we're, or arguing about simple things, the things that are typically easy, to identify, like what a woman is, right? We're arguing about that. The society, especially our country, we're arguing about that. My, my daughter went to her first job, um, and, and she referred to a co-worker of, oh, thank you. Thank you, Dustin. <clears throat> she was uh, referring to a co-worker of hers, and apparently she used the wrong pronoun, right? So... Days are evil, you know. Before, I feel like the life was so much simpler before, but not less evil, but it was still evil, but less simpler. But you know what? The Bible's not surprised about it. Since we're all Christians, the truth is determined, right? Truth and false are, are determined through the Word of God. Amen? My opinion and your opinion does not hold any water rather than what the Bible holds, correct? Okay, this is what the Bible says. But mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Boastful. Proud. Abusive. Disobedient to their parents. Ungrateful. Unholy. Without love. Unforgiving. Slanderous. Without self-control. Brutal. Not lovers of the good. Let me repeat that. Not lovers of the good. <laughs> Treacherous. Rash. Conceited. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. 
having, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> having a form of godliness, but denying its power, having nothing to do with, have nothing to do with such people. Now again, verse 13 says, therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the days of evil comes, which is now, right, the days of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. The New Living Translation says to use every piece. The New International Version says to put on the full armor. The New King James Version says to put on the, put on the whole armor. What it's saying is this, that the full armor of God is not something that's automatically attached to the believer. Right? It's something that we must put on. And the opposite of that is true. That it's something that us believers can or are putting aside. Does that make sense? I don't know how many belts you have at home, but you don't wear them all the time, correct? In order for, them to, in order for you to make sure that your pants won't fall off, is that you have to use the belt. You have to get it. It's the same thing with our spiritual life. The belt of truth that we're going to be discussing at the next point is something that we need to put on. The full armor of God is something that we need to put on. Why? Because the days are evil. The days are evil. If life is good, praise God. Praise God. But the days are evil. It doesn't matter if, if we're experiencing blessings right now. Right now, someone experiencing torment. And if we're having a great day today, it doesn't mean that we didn't have a bad day yesterday through attacks of the enemy trying to attack us in our relationships with our family or at work or the people that we're ministering to. Because the days are evil. The enemy does not want God's people and God's creation to be happy. And then the other thing about the full armor of God is is this God does not magically brings you into a suit of armor he does not make sure you are always wearing it he allows you to make a free will choice this is where your free will comes in you have the free will to decide to wear the full armor of God or not as much as you have the the, the free will to obey God or not now, how, how many of you came in here today with the full armor of God? <laughs> how many of you will go about your day tomorrow consciously knowing that you're putting the full armor of God to begin your day? How, how many of you heard me and what I just said? <laughs> Some of you have the helmet of ignore the word of the Lord. <laughs> If we believe that the, the evil days are here, do you believe that the evil days are here? Yes. Then how are we to stand, meaning resist, or sustain the attacks if we're not fooling, uh, wearing the full armor of God? Church, put on the full armor of God so you, so you will be able to stand your ground. You are not a doormat. Sorry. You are not a doormat to be walked on. You don't have to.
to lay down to the demands of everyone around you so that they can trample all over you because you are a Christian. You need to stand your ground as a believer to stand up for what you believe and not allow the world to push you around. It's tough, I know. It's tough. That's why the title is The Truth About Being Right. The truth about being right is it's difficult. Right? Because the, there's a saying where it says, um, it's easier to be nice than to be right. Sometimes you just choose to be nice. But when it comes to the truth about the Lord, we are, us Christians, we are to be speaking the truth. Even if it will cost us tremendously. Now someone once said, never be afraid to stand with the minority. Right here, all right. Sorry, there you go. Never be afraid to stand with the minority which is right. For the minority that is right will one day be the majority. Always be afraid to stand with the majority which is wrong. For the majority which is wrong will one day be the minority. Simple enough. Easier said than done, right? But when, when, when everybody else at your, your workplace is dropping the F-bomb and talking about drinking and going to the club or whatever, and you're saying, I'm going to have to go to prayer meeting tonight. And what are they going to say? Dude, what's wrong with you? Why do you still believe in fairy tales? It's Santa Claus tonight. Let's go. <laughs> right? They don't want you to believe in God, but they believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> now, this is why it is important to stand with God, for He is always the majority. Christians, God is the majority. It might seem like God's losing, right? If someone were to examine your life, what would they say you stand for? What would they say you stand for? What will be the predominant theme of how you live your life? Paul says to stand. Stand in the midst of evil days, for evil days will come. Stand firm against the onslaught of those who, who today seem to be in the majority. For as that, that quote said earlier, a wrong majority will one day be a minority. There comes a day of final accounting. When God says, goats or sheep, right or wrong, heaven or hell. And on that day, where we stand in our life will be of primary importance. One day, all of this will matter. It matters now. But one day you will see, we will all see the result of whatever it is that we're standing for. So, the belt of truth. I think it's been said and we've all agreed that the days are evil, the enemy is real, the enemy's enemy's powerful, more powerful than us, but not more powerful than the Lord. So now here's the first piece of the full armor of God. Verse 14. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Now you know when I first got here, I I went to Reno High and I saw all these cowboy kids there. And these cowboy kids, man, they got the, the big buckle belts, you know. It's a Reno rodeo, whatever, you know. 
And it seems like they weren't wearing that belt for the belt itself. They were wearing the belt for the buckle, you know? Like, my gosh. And this is what I was thinking. Those are nice weapons, you know? I was thinking that I could take that off and hit someone with it. That's a nice weapon to have. But, you know, belts, they have designs, right? They have, they have nice designs. Some, for us men, we, we want to keep it simple, I think. Right? Or maybe during my time. We want to keep it simple. Just make it manly. Nothing too fancy. Uh, there are so, some with outlandish things. But the main purpose of the belt is what? To hold. To hold, right? So that they won't see your boxers if it falls off, or falls off, right? You want it to hold. That's the main purpose of it. But we sometimes made it about the design, the appearance. So, you know, the belt of truth of the Lord is not for appearance, church. You are not to say, I'm wearing the belt of truth so that people will think you're wearing the belt of truth. No, the belt of truth is the one that holds the full armor of God. It's of use. You put it on to use it so that you keep your full armor together so that it doesn't fall off. It's intentional. It's for use. It's not for display. It's just like if you call yourself a Christian, it should mean something. It just doesn't, it shouldn't just mean I'm a Christian by denomination. Or because my application says, what religion are, do you belong to? Christian. Right? No, it's just not an ID, it's not an ID, it's not a membership, it's not for display. It's your life, right? Now the belt of truth is to hold it together. Why? Because the truth, belt of truth, why? Because the enemy is what? Again, remember? He's the father of lies. He's the father of lies. And the world is evil, right? The days are evil. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means that the enemy is, is, is spreading lies, planting lies to all the world. Everything that's the opposite of what God is teaching. That's why as we wear, wear the belt of truth is to keep our full armor together and intact against the lies of the enemy. Against the lies of the enemy. You know, I, I think I shared it before. I really hate flying. I hate flying. Um, and um, when they say, put on your belts, I'm, mine's already on. Even before they say it, I'm like, like you know, Mom, mine's on. And then when I feel, again, I feel a little bit of turbulence, even before they make the announcement like, oh, we're experiencing a few turbulence, you know, mine's already tighter. I pull it a little bit like, okay, I'm not going to breathe because, you know, I don't, I don't want to die, right? So that's, that's the point, right? That's the point of the belt of truth. As the enemies share and, and, and plants these lies to us, oh, you don't, Surely you will not die. Surely you don't need to be married to have sex. Surely it's now or never. It doesn't matter if he or she is married. It's just a one-night thing. Oh, come on. They, the, they will not know you stole $10 from the cashier. Right? It, it starts with all those lies. What is a woman? Right? I mean, no, seriously, we're laughing, right? But out there, we're not laughing. Because out there, we're suffering. 
Out there, I don't know if I should even speak my mind because I know half of the time it's not welcomed. That's why I have a hard time visiting, visiting my family in California. Or I think they changed their name already. No, I won't, I won't say it. But it, because it feels like my point of views, which is aligned with the Lord, is not welcomed at all. Because if it's not on CNN, it's wrong. If it's not on a popular TV, it's wrong. If it's not on New York Times, it's wrong. Right? It's, 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 it's the world has just completely bought in to the lies of the enemy. The days are evil. We are to put on the full armor of God. And the one thing that, that Paul discusses first is the belt of truth. Why? Because it's the one that holds the, the full armor together. The full armor together. We need to put on the belt of truth. Even when truth may not be favorable for us. Because the second we tell a lie, we fall into the trap of the enemy. And the devil knows if we tell one lie, we will have to build up one more and another and another until we forget how we, how we got there. It involved additional lie upon lie until we've become confused over what truth is and what is deceit. We actually begin to believe our lies and start to live out naturally as a liar. You know, Abraham Lincoln said, no man has a good enough memory to make a successful liar. But that was before, though. <laughs> right? But You know, uh, Bong, um, Vince brought up Andres, and Bong was actually having coffee with his older sister, uh, Mary Beth. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Bong has a sister named Mary Beth. So Mary Beth, who's in, around her mid-60s, you know, they were just having coffee in their normal conversation. But, you know, Mary Beth's a, you know, conservative Filipina, very posh, very proper. She said, Bong, she said, I can never lie. I can never lie. I can never lie about my age, Bong. And Bong goes drinking the coffee. He's like, oh, this is weird. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's good, Ate. That's good. And then she goes, that's why I need you to lie for me, okay? I need you to tell them I'm 45. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's this uh, weatherman in the, back in the 70s. His name was is, uh, Bob Harris. He lied about his application to the, this TV network. He told them that he had a doctor's degree in geophysics from Columbia University. And then that's what got him, that phony degree got him in the door. And then after a two-month tryout, they liked him. And then all of a sudden, he became so popular, he was named Dr. Bob. And then uh, all of a sudden, they found out many years later, somebody told the truth that this person did not have any doctorate's degree in Columbia University. So it was a scandal. It cost him his marriage. It embarrassed his children. And then he lost his he lost his job for a little while, but then they hired him again many years later. But then he said, I took a shortcut that turned out to be the long way around. And one day the bill came due. I will be sorry as long as I am alive. 
That's why the belt of truth reminds us that we Christians must continue to tell the truth. The truth about the Lord. Even if that truth will cost us. The truth because the opposite of truth is lying. And again, if we lie, we have to lie again and again and again. Right? Um, this happened through uh, David. When David attempted to conceal the truth of his affair with Bathsheba, his servants covered for him. And then her husband, faithful to David, was killed in battle because David ordered his generals to put him in the front of the battle, which involved others in his lie. And finally, his lie caused the death of his son and problems which stained his family and his kingdom from that point on. One lie, one lie compounded and caused such turmoil in David's life and everybody around him. What might have been the outcome of honesty? We will never know, right? But we know what the cost of lying is. It can lead to bigger and greater problems. The armor starts with truth, for without it, everything else unravels. Do we agree? The belt of truth, because everything about our Lord is true. The belt of truth is foundational. It's foundational. If the Bible isn't true, then nothing about what we're talking about matters. If God isn't true, then everything else that you've learned about Him doesn't matter at all. But if He is real, and if the Bible is the truth, which it is, which He is, and everything else that He has said and He promised for us to do, for us to live by, matters. Amen? The soldier's tunic was loose. It was loose-fitting. And without a belt, he could be tipped, he could be tripped up and fall in battle. So it is with us, with our Christian walk. It is truth that brings us to Christ, confessing we are sinners, receiving His grace and forgiveness, pledging to live our life forever under His authority. Without truth, we cannot move forward in our walk as believers because our faith becomes a lie. Gathering up your life, girding it, keeping it tightly gathered together with truth because God is truth. Right? You know, there's so many lies there. There's so many lies that battles against our faith. The other lie is this. You know, you don't really need faith. You just need to live a good life. What do you say at the break room then, right? And everybody goes, there's four of you, and that one person says that, and the other three goes, oh. Right? What do you say? What do you do from that point on? You're like, oh. Most of us, we cower. We're like, oh, yeah, I guess so. I'll just, I'll just bring this guy's name in the prayer meeting. Oh, Pastor, can you please pray for my coworkers? Without, you know, that I can, I will, but that's the opportunity. I, will, I probably will never have that opportunity. That's a great springboard for you, the soldier of God, to bring out the truth. Now, could it cost you something? Probably, more, more than likely. Because it's so logical, it's so peaceful, it's so, I, I want to embrace that truth. You don't need God. You just need to live a good life. Oh, yes, yes. That's so much easier. 
at least I don't need to be enemies with 99% of the world. But that's not the truth. That's not the truth. So Christians, we believe that God is true, correct? So that means, we, and we belong to Him, so that means we should be truth-sayers. Even if it's costly. We need to be truth-sayers. I heard people that are really close to me. They say, oh, so, some, people, some people who are not Christians are nicer. Implying that Christianity doesn't matter at times. Yeah, there are a lot, a lot of nice people there, whether they're Christians or not. But there are a lot of nice Christians too. Does that make them wrong because they, they, they believe in Jesus? But yes, when you, when you, when you want to bring it to good and bad based on the world's standards, sure. But according to God, our good works, our goodness is nothing but filthy rags. Because according to the Bible, right, we have all fall short. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Third point tonight, the breastplate of righteousness, the second piece of the full armor of God, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. That's the second part of that. When we see a coat of armor, we think of the breastplate being a piece of metal uh, or, or, or made out of steel, protecting the upper body, other, uh, upper part of the body. In Paul's day, the breastplate was not made of steel, but of leather or material made of animal's hoof or huff, which covered the soldier's full torso, protecting the heart and the vital organs. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, Paul says here, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with, the, with God through Christ. What does this mean? What does this mean? Jesus Christ is righteousness. Righteousness means being right with the Lord. Without Christ, no one is right. Nothing that we can do can ever attain us to be in the right standing with the Lord. For the Bible says that all have sinned, all have fallen short of their potential. That's Romans 3.23. All have sinned and have done wrong in their life. If you believe that you've never sinned, you've believed in the lie, one lie, the biggest lie. And when you don't tell that to your friends and co-workers that are good people in your eyes and everybody else, else lies, but they haven't surrendered to Jesus, you're standing with their lie. Grabe ka naman, pastor. I know. It's not me though. That's what the Bible says. When we don't say it because we're the truth sayers and we're God's soldiers, or it's just not that a nice, it's just, is, is that just a nice hymn to sing? Onward, Christian soldiers. Or we just want to AWOL, AWOL, on Monday to Saturday, AWOL. Only soldiers on Sunday around Christians. No, when we're, when we're not saying these truths, we are letting them believe the lie of Satan in their lives. Satan, the accuser of believers, is stripped, he is stripped of truthful accusations when Christ is our breastplate, when we are living a righteous and holy life. Christians, what happens to us when we sin? What happens to us when we sin is we get discouraged. 
right? First thing. We get discouraged. We say, wow, man, you know, I can't believe I did it again. I can't believe I'm here again. I can't believe, I can't believe it. We say that to ourselves. And then there are certain whispers, right, in our minds that says, you're not worth it. You're such a hypocrite. Key thumbs. You see, you see, this is really you. When that happens, this is why we, we, we're talking about putting the full armor of God. You put on the breastplate of righteousness. Why? Because the righteousness is Christ. And then your discussion will be this. It's not I, but Christ. It's not my righteousness because it's not there. But Christ is righteousness. That's why I'm, that's why I'm accepted by God. You know, when we sin, it's so hard to live for the Lord again. It's so hard to pick ourselves back up there if we don't put on the full armor of God. And one of those armors is the breastplate of righteousness. We are to say, it's not my condition, it's my position. Your position is you are right with the Lord. Your condition, yeah, you're, you're, you're depressed. You're down. You're, you're discouraged. Because you didn't live up to the, the, the asking of the Lord, the standard of the Lord, right? But we can never live. That's the one thing. We can never live to the standard of God. Once we think we're standing rightly in that straight and narrow, that's when we fall. Because why? Because pride happened. You start going, your, your chin start going up, like, and then you're like, hmm. See? Go, 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 go. Hypocrite, 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 right? And then you're like, and then you fall, you're like, oh my gosh. Me too. <laughs> I'm a hypocrite too. I sin too. This, because the Bible says, be careful, be careful to, to be happy or to not be compassionate about the brothers and sisters who have fallen, lest you yourself fall as well. You, you know, Paul stated in Romans 7, 15 to 20, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I'm doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And then again, he says in 21:25. so I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. Verse 24, What a wretched man I am! Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? Amen. That is the breastplate of righteousness. This is how we stand against the evil one. This is how we stand against in these evil days that we are in. We are in constant battle. And we should not walk out of our doors without putting on the full armor of God. Church, some of us have neglected to put on the full armor of God. It's very much available for us. But we don't put it on until it's too late. Who of you will go to war and, and forget your gun? <laughs> some. Maybe in this society now, they will go there and they'll say, let me talk to them. <laughs> well, they're shooting their AK at you. Oh, let me talk to them. Guys, excuse me, what's your pronouns? I don't want to be offensive here. I don't want to talk to you about how we can reconcile 
our differences here. Come on, you've never been in a fight. You've never been in a fight. When, when the other party's angry and they're already out there to get you, they're going to try to harm you. And if they say, okay, you want to talk? Sure, come here. <laughs> That's the last thing you want to do is get to their territory and be unarmed. But that's what we do with the enemy. That's what we do with the enemy. We let him in into our children's lives by not guarding their devices, by watching programs that we know that's probably going to lead them to something that's immoral. We let them in into our lives by practicing with our, with our loved ones things that we know that is part of the world. And we say, oh, maybe it's good. It's only one time. Right? We've, we, we've agreed. We've removed the full armor of God. We have gone in there in the battle defenseless. But you know, at the end of the day, even though we fall short, God secured it all for us. That's how good God is. That's why the belt of truth, the belt of truth holds everything together. The belt of truth because the enemy's first weapon is his lies. The belt of truth because it's the foundation, the foundational thing. Everything that God has told us must remain because the enemy's saying otherwise. And then when we fall, when we're getting striked by the enemy, when we've fallen, we have to say, it's not my righteousness, which is not there, but Christ's righteousness. Amen? Amen. It was Christ's righteousness that saved us from the beginning, and it will be Christ's righteousness that will keep us safe from the consequences of our sins till the end. Amen? God is good. That is our message tonight. Thank you for your patience. Um, as the music team make their way up here, if you have any decisions you want to make this evening, um, I don't think we have any unbelievers here tonight. Maybe, maybe. But if you want to accept Christ as your Lord, please come up so we can lead you into that prayer. Because nothing about your goodness can save you from the fires of hell. You have to accept Jesus as your Lord. He died on the cross for you. And he said that grace, it is by grace that you are saved. Or if you've been coming and visiting us for quite some time, and if you want to become a member of this church, please come so we can recognize you. Or if you just need prayer, please come up so we can pray for you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your blessings for us, all your blessings to us. Thank you for your message. Father, we pray for urgency in our hearts and our minds urgency to put on the full armor that you have given to us we know father that evil the evil one is real we know that evil days are here but at times Lord God we're so comfortable we're so relaxed that we forget that we can fall prey to the enemy Forgive us, Lord, for all of our shortcomings, all of our sins that we've committed. Help us, Father, to live, to live according to your will. Help us to put on the full armor, always, constantly, always, be, always being aware that we, that we are the targets. 
pray for all broken relationships, Lord God. I pray, Father, that you will heal them, that you will help them restore their relationships. I pray, Father, for the, the, our, our fam, church family who are sick. I pray, Lord God, that you heal them. Give them the strength that they need, Lord God, the healing that they need. And I pray, Father, for everyone here this evening, I pray that you will give us the boldness to tell the truth, to speak the truth, and to live the truth. And I pray, Father, that we, we will always be reminded that it was never about us, but it was about you and your righteousness. All these things we ask in your Son's sweet and mighty name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And all the Lord's people said, Amen, Amen.